You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the black And knowing was half the battle. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. All right, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. Today's guest supplied her voice for Ursula, probably one of the best Disney villains of all time in my eyes. Pat Carroll is joining me today. Pat, thank you so much for doing this. I'm a huge fan. It's a joy and a pleasure. Happy Labor Day, Tim. Same to you, same to you. <laughs> thank you. Well, we aren't laboring today, so that's why we're celebrating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And there's that classic laugh. Sam, ask me anything. My life is an open book. Just be careful of page 55, though. (laughs) All right. All right, so before you became known as Ursula, uh, you you were mainly just a TV star and a Broadway star, right? Well, I I worked in television for about 30 years, wasn't I fortunate? (laughs) And I was in on the beginning of it, and it was very exciting because you knew it was a new medium. You didn't know anything about it, but, Mm. oh, golly, wasn't it fun to learn. I'm sure. So I did about 30 years in television. I started the theatrical work by working in the theater because I loved it. I still do. However, it's a little tough for me at this age to do eight shows a week, so (laughs) I'm not doing too much theater, but I still adore it. I am so grateful for the opportunities during my life to work in the theater. So you find a very contented performer. Uh, I have no... I have no complaints. Believe me, Tim, I have no complaints at all. I've been mm-hmm. very fortunate. And Ursula is, is such a dramatic uh, theatrical character. So I'm sure... She's a bitch. <laughs> She's an absolute bitch. Yes, I wasn't going to say And that's it. why I adored it, Tim, because I have not been cast as a bitch too many times. <laughs> I think I'm a little too jolly. But the character as presented to me both on storyboards with those brilliant drawings of her, uh, was impossibly marvelous. I was so fortunate to play that character. I really was. Because I thought of her as a, an ex-Shakespearean actress who was now selling used cars. <laughs> I just thought she was impossibly marvelous. What a mean mean character, Mm -hmm. and yet she was bigger than life, so you could be bigger than life. Like her laugh. (laughs) You can't do that too many times with other (laughs) characters. You know, it just asked for over-the-top big to match that magnificent voice, that first shot of her sliding in with all those tentacles assail. What an entrance. And I'll tell you, the first time I saw the film, which was in a screening room in New York, because I had to travel to talk about it, and I said, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I think I'd better see it if I'm going to talk about it. I was slinking down in my chair from that character. She scared me. (laughs) But she is just so big. And I know why children, say under five, are petrified of her, because Mm -hmm. she has no winning graces. She's not out there to engage children. She's out there to be herself and to be as mean and horrible as she can possibly be. Yeah, I think I was was nine when it came out, and I was terrified as nine. (laughs) Were you? 
were you, Tim? Well, you know, I've hated meeting children who were frightened because when I'm introduced to them as the voice of Ursula, they kind of recoil. Uh-huh. You know, they tend to walk away from me. But who ever gets a chance to play such a vicious, horrible character as Ursula? And she'd be so oily and unctuous when she's trying to woo the voice out of Ariel. She's just, oh, I mean, butter would melt in her mouth, but you know behind all that sweetness is an evil person. <laughs> all right, so before we continue on with with the Ursula talk, how did you get involved in voice acting? Uh, well, it's strange. It seems to me some of the first stuff I did, a friend of mine, uh, was a casting director doing different uh, animated things. And I did um, a cartoon series, which kind of was the building of Ursula's character. It was Pound Puppies. Oh, yeah. And she was a mean, mean, oh, lady, yeah. mean. And the first beginnings of Ursula, I tested out in that character. Uh-huh. And it seemed to work. But it was with the encouragement of the director, who said, you can do more. Don't be afraid. Let her go overboard a little bit. And that's when I discovered that with characters like that, meanness brings out all kind of loudness, doesn't it? (laughs) And I think that that encouragement to go over the top a bit with a character was very helpful vocally. I learned a lot from doing cartoon series, and I also did... Uh, Garfield's grandmother in the Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and Jim Davis. Oh, the reason I did that, I was working on the uh, uh, some television series, and he was a guest. And we got along beautifully, and he said, Pat, would you consider doing the grandmother for Garfield in the uh, Thanksgiving show? I said, consider it. I would adore Dora, thank you for asking me. And now going from a character like Ursula or Palm Puppy's dreadful lady to that sweet, <laughs> gentle grandma who talked so softly and was so kind to Garfield because she loved him. She loved him to the end of the earth. I loved playing grandma. What a sweet, sweet character. You know, another character of yours that I, I loved and still love is uh, Nanny from My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, isn't that a dear film? I just saw that again recently. And I, I thought I have been so fortunate to do those wild, big, big characters. Uh-huh. But both those grandmas <laughs> were so tiny and were so dear. And there, uh, that it was a pleasure. And you know that brilliant Japanese Mm -hmm. animator. Oh, amazing. Uh, uh, This was my first time, and I had done an English translation of one of his other uh, Japanese things, and I was so proud to work for him. And you know, he studied at Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. He came over to find out the Disney technique and took it back to Japan with him, everything that he had learned. And I understand that now some of the Disney animators have been going to Japan to work at his (laughs) studio. Isn't that wonderful, the kind of exchange that this creative work encourages? I think it's marvelous. But the Disney studio is so full of creativity. You sense it when you're there. It's just around every corner. You don't know who's thinking up what. It's wonderful. They're marvelous.
marvelous people to work with and for. You know, when I was uh, between the ages of, of 10 and like 16, I wanted to be an animator and I wanted to work for Disney for pretty much for years and years. And of course that, you know, didn't happen because I dropped out of art school and had a family, had kids and everything. But I, I, it's still a dream of mine. I would still love to do it. I love Disney so much. And you pursue it, Tim. Don't you stop. If that's still a dream of yours, do it. Well, thank you. Do it. <laughs> do it. I think no dreams in our lives should be left alone. If you've had a dream, it's there for a reason. Pursue it. Now, now tell me that as Ursula, and I'll do it. No, darling Tim, <laughs> I want to tell you this. Number one, have you a dream? <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> All right, now you put the fear in me now. <laughs> oh, did, did you recoil from the microphone, <laughs> Is it funny that things we see as kids never leave us? Yeah. Uh, the first film I ever saw was The Sign of the Cross, uh, the Cecil B. DeMille production. I never forgot that film. And the second film I saw was Skippy with Jackie Cooper. How about that for broad range? <laughs> and I've been a devotee of film ever since. I think it was probably the most creative thing in the 20th century was the motion picture. Mm -hmm. And it has fed my life, and I'm still a devoted follower of TCM. I watch those old movies oh, yes. every day. Yes. Every day. And what we have received in film, I credit film with having given me my interest in history, biography, mm -hmm. music, art, everything. And I'm so proud my parents did not stop me from going to films. Mm -hmm. Every weekend, I would see from two to five films every weekend. My father would take me and bring me back and take me and bring me back. That was such an educational adjunct to my life. I, I can never be more grateful than to Hollywood for turning up some of the magnificent work they have done. And also foreign films as well. I'm not excluding the English, yeah. the French, the German. But Hollywood, I was close to. And it, I just have been ever grateful for that. Now, did you have a favorite Disney movie growing up? I think probably it was Snow White, because that was the first one yeah. I saw. And I cherish it. I love it. But I have seen, I think, probably 98% of the Disney output over the years. Uh -huh. And if they were naming the geniuses of the 20th century, <laughs> I think Walt Disney would oh my be God, put yes. down as one. Yes. You know, uh, to consider that he made a mouse a national emblem. <laughs> I can't think of many countries where that would happen. But I think the legacy that he's left to the Disney studio is still there in spirit. Mm -hmm. And it's quite wonderful. You know, his nephew, Roy Disney, uh, I met uh, on the first screening of uh, The Little Mermaid down in Florida. And I was introduced to him, and I said, how do you do, Mr. Disney? He said, no, Pat, it's Roy. He said, my uncle started the policy at the Disney studio. We call no one by their last name. It's all first name basis. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? And it's it, yeah. true. It is true. Uh, the studio has a definite feel to it when you go in. It's not only historical, but there is an attitude that I'm sure came from Walt Disney himself, and it's one of openness, hard work, and earnestness plus creativity. 
It's a marvelous studio to work in and for, and I am ever grateful to them for the opportunity for playing this marvelously madcap character, <laughs> Ursula. All right, let's get in a little bit. How did you? When did you get the call that you're going to be Ursula? I bet you're over overwhelmed and overjoyed because I heard you always wanted to be in a Disney movie. Yes, I did. Oh, since I was a kid. And when the agent called me and said, would you like to audition for a Disney? I said, oh, I would love that. Well, I auditioned. I didn't hear. And I thought, well, I didn't get that. It was a year later that the agent called me and said, you got it. They had hired another actress and they let her go because they Hmm. didn't like it. You were number two on the list. So thank God I fell as number two. I was thrilled to do it. And that was a year after I had auditioned. Wow. So you see about dreams, never give up. Oh, yeah, definitely. Never give up hope. Now, now what steps did you take to give Ursula that, that bitchy character, that bitchy attitude that she has? What steps did I take? I think I thought of all the mean people I'd ever met in my life. <laughs> So you see, you've got to take mean people and use them. (laughs) But I did think of the mean people I'd met in my life. And then I thought of the most flamboyant people I had met in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I thought of the loudest people I had met in my life. And I put all of that in a little pot and I stirred it up. And out came this character. I didn't know until I got into a studio. And, they, and don't forget, the two directors who were also the producers, the two Johns, mm-hmm. were awfully specific about what they wanted. And they helped me frame that character also. Yeah, okay. Because they were important in the animating process itself. So they knew exactly what they wanted vocally out of that drawn character. So I had to work very hard to come up to their ideas and concept for Ursula, and I think I did because they wouldn't let me get away without doing it. So I worked very hard to please them in their ideas for the character, and I think they were right. Oh, yeah. Now, I hear that didn't the late Howard Ashman had a little bit to do with her personality when, when it came to the song, at least? I'll tell you something. Not only I stole from Howard Ashman, he was a very creative young man. I'm so sorry about his loss because we would have had other brilliant things from him. But I went to him at one point because he'd asked me about something in the song. You know, poor, unfortunate soul. And I said, Howard, uh, could you do this for me because I think there's something missing. Well, what was missing was Howard's own performance of it. (laughs) I stole a great deal of his performance. (laughs) (laughs) But I asked his permission. I said, Howard, that was so wonderful what you did there. May I steal that? He said, I was hoping you would. (laughs) So instead of directing me with the things he wanted me to do, he let me discover them which I thought was very generous and very kind of him. And so I really kind of stole Howard, uh, Howard's performance of Poor Unfortunate Souls because he could perform every character in that piece. Wow. He and Ashley <clears throat> were, well, you know, they were Broadway composers, yeah. so they knew structure and they knew uh, character and they knew how, they weren't just writing songs. And I think that his help... Uh, in allowing me to thieve him uh, was very constructive to the way Ursula finally turned out. So he led me to the gold. 
he also gave you probably one of my favorite lines that you delivered in the movie, the, the little it in it. The, what's that part? Yes. Oh, isn't that? And the way Howard did it had such sharp, <laughs> knife-like viciousness. Nice for the tough choices. <laughs> oh, he was marvelous. He uh, was genius. Marvelous. <laughs> so thank God he allowed me to steal from it. That's all I can say. <laughs> All right. Now, what are you, you've already said some of your fondest moments during the filming, but what are some more of your fondest moments of, of Little Mermaid? Uh, just the work itself was so marvelous, but going, down, uh, going to Florida, to the Disneyland there, for the first screening, which was done for press from around the country. Well, you know, the press is because they've been around a lot, they've seen a lot, they've done a lot, they've written about things a lot. And I was very interested in their reaction. I sat in the theater to watch the screening because it was the first time I'd seen it. And I was more intrigued with reactions. They laughed, they chortled, they applauded. And afterwards, they had a press conference in a huge, I don't know where it was, but it was a huge room. And they had round tables everywhere, nothing but round tables. And press members were seated at all these round tables. And the uh, creative staff, the producers, the directors, and the actors would go from table to table. It was the best way to do interviews because mm -hmm. nobody was cheated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They got to speak with everybody, from the top executives at Disney to the producers and directors, and the, some of the animators were there. It was a wonderful roundtable way of allowing everybody, particularly the press, to ask their questions of each and every person. And it must have taken three or four hours, but I think they got wonderful interviews out of it. And I thought, isn't that a clever way to do something like that? I was so impressed. I, my jaw was dropping. <laughs> but I think that the Disney people are very careful about that. And I think they knew they had hold of something quite unusual with The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, uh, just very unusual because it was the first time they'd gone back to fairy tales. Yeah. and I mean, After it, a long period of kind of quiescence. Yeah, and it really they got... Fortunately, began thinking about how did we begin, and it was with fairy tales, and they went back to that marvelous, marvelous fountain of material. Yeah, it definitely got them out of a big slump, too. Yeah, absolutely, and I couldn't have been happier to be part of it. <laughs> no doubt. Could not have been happier, Tim. Yeah, this movie... Well, actually, the only reason... I got fan mail still from children about The Little Mermaid. That's the only thing they would know before. Uh -huh. The babies, they wouldn't know any work I'd done previous to that. And Disney very nicely did up a, a picture of, a, you know, an 8 by 10 On the right side, I'm standing by the microphone working. And then there are three frames of Ursula on the left side. And they very generously gave me those to send to these youngsters around the world. Nice. And it's marvelous because they wouldn't know me from a hill of beans, but it shows <laughs> them uh, my doing of this marvelous car uh, character, Ursula, and there she is in frames from the film. I thought it was brilliant of them to do something like that. Yeah, you've definitely made a, a wonderful career as a voice actress just as Ursula alone.
<laughs> and since I've been going to Disney films since I was five years old, I guess it it was kind of marvelous for me to cap my life by doing such a wonderful film for mm-hmm. them. Being able to be in it was just a gift. And since the movie, you've you've had chances to reprise your your role. Yes, <laughs> you mean the the reprise? The uh, I played her sister. Yeah, yeah, I played her sister in the in the second movie. Yep. And I must say, I had fun doing that because I couldn't be as strident and because she was told by her mother she wasn't as good as her. So uh, <laughs> I tried to play it with a little complex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a little skinnier. Oh, yes. I kind of liked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wallowed in that. <laughs> you see, she couldn't lose weight. Yeah. Ursula was not without discipline. <laughs> So have you had a chance to go to um, California Adventure to check out the Little Mermaid ride yet? Uh, Jody Benson and I were there to open it. Nice. And I must say, I had two wonderful days because the Disney studio is always very generous. And I had my my granddaughter come with me, my older daughter, my younger daughter, and some friends. And we stayed in the hotel, and we were at every uh, event there, and it was it was just joyous, and to see Jody again and to be around her. She's mm-hmm. a lovely young woman, and she works for Disney around the world. Because you know that character of Ariel, every little girl growing up wanted to be Ariel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, every... and you find so many girls from that period named Ariel, <laughs> because the name just stuck. Uh-huh. And it was wonderful. But Jody is probably the best representative Disney has sending out around the world because she is delightful as a human being. She is kind. She is Ariel. She's very dear, very sweet, very attractive, and excellent with the fans, particularly the children. She has kids of her own, and they're gorgeously behaved, well-mannered kids. Mm -hmm. But she is so good with the little tyke fans and so kind with them uh, and they, their eyes are just popping out <laughs> with joy you know uh, so I, I can say we had a wonderful time opening that ride yeah, it's a, such an amazing well done ride too the animatronics are incredible yeah yeah it, it's wonderful it's wonderful but I don't think Disney does anything that isn't wonderful my god yeah. I sound like I'm a paid representative <laughs> but I'll tell you something I only speak the truth about things and my uh, my respect for the Disney organization is very high. And I was on a plane traveling to do uh, things for The Little Mermaid across the country, interviews, radio, television. And I was sitting next to a gentleman, and the, uh, the attendant, uh, they don't call them stewardesses anymore, <laughs> we're politically correct. The attendant recognized me and said, well, Miss Carol, why are you going to Detroit? And I said, well, I'm, I'm uh, flying different places for the Disney uh, company because of a new film in which I'm appearing also called The Little Mermaid. And the gentleman sitting next to me after she left uh, turned and said, so you work for the Disney company? I said, well, no, I don't work for them. I'm a hired actress. <laughs> I'm not part of their company, but... Uh, I'm traveling in their behalf. And he said, well, I'm an engineer and I have a worldwide company. And he said, I cannot tell you in boardrooms around the world how highly the Disney company is thought of. And I said, 
Oh, that's lovely to hear from the non-theatrical world. I uh -huh. said, that's wonderful. I said, may I quote you? And I took his name, and I quoted him uh, to Roy Disney. <laughs> nice. And said, isn't it lovely to be part of a company that has a worldwide reputation? <laughs> As if they hadn't had it for years and yeah. years and years. I was just getting into it late. That's all. But it is very interesting to see how far the Disney Corporation has made itself felt around the world. Oh, yeah. The well-run company. Yes. Now, when you're out in town, do you get recognized much as Ursula? Uh, when I'm in Los Angeles, I think more than elsewhere, but I, I usually have funny occasions when someone will say, you know, you look just like that girl. I say, isn't that strange? Because I am. Well, they almost faint. <laughs> I say, well, thank you for freaking nice. <laughs> I enjoy it tremendously. Okay, so since the years, since Little Mermaid, what what do you have coming up next? Uh, I'm doing something that I've never done before, uh, and they're called autograph conventions. Have you oh, heard of those? Yes, yes. I want to tell you, I am bowled over by these. If any of your listeners don't know about them, I didn't either, so don't feel badly, but they have these huge convention centers or the largest gathering place they can, and they invite different theatrical people to come and sit at a table all day long and sign things, uh, albums, photos, uh, lobby cards, whatever people bring. People are charged for it, of course. Yeah. But I have spent eight hours, I have such writer's craft afterwards, <laughs> but I am so fascinated by the people who come out. One lady waited for at least half an hour before stepping into line, and she said, I have had a program from a theater appearance you made in 1955 at the little Ivar Theater in Hollywood. Would you sign it for me? I said, with wow. joy and pleasure. Isn't that wonderful? She had saved that program yeah, all those awesome. years. So I signed it voluminously. <laughs> I was thrilled to pieces. But that is very hard work, but it is so gratifying. I'm sure. Because the people who come up all have stories about the picture or the lobby card or whatever it is they want to have signed. All ages. I am stricken by the differences in the age groups that show up. And Ernie Borgnine could be over there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, Hello Dolly. Carl uh, Channing could be in another corner. And it's becoming more and more popular with performers because it's a great ego feed. <laughs> but it bowls me over the number of people who come out. Yeah, I've been I've been to a few of those, and it's it's fun as a, as a person who goes to them. It's fun to go to. Yes, yeah. Well, I would walk around and see the other people and shake hands with them, and so I'm so glad we're being held bondage here. <laughs> so I'm doing one of those in November, and my youngest daughter has written a film script with a, a writing partner of hers, oh. uh, who happens to have a production company, and they start shooting the film October 12th. As soon as I come back from England, I go to L.A. to appear one day in my daughter's film playing her mother. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for typecasting? <laughs> and they're paying me $100. Can you believe Aww. it? <laughs> I said, you should be ashamed. They said, your family. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I get the family rate. Isn't that fun? I can't <laughs> wait to do this. It's going to be a hoot. It's a wonderful film called Best Friends Forever. Okay. And I think it should be out by next year. So, Tim, look for me in it. I will. Definitely. I definitely will. Oh, good. Well, Pat, this has been a, a huge pleasure. I've been a fan for years now, I guess since... Well, bless your heart, Tim. I've enjoyed myself, and thank you for the time. I, I love talking about this profession. Now, would you like to end the interview as Ursula? Darling, sweet lips, I want to thank you so so much for all of the joy and pleasure of talking to you today. It's just been heaven. It's been divine. What do you think of that? <laughs> Goodbye, Tim.